Okay, day 10. 10 days in. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, uh, flying by. Going from Santo Domingo mm -hmm. to Belorado. Mm -hmm. Or Old Basoria, as you were calling Old it. Old Basoria, <laughs> as I kept on calling it, and that's all I could think of. Yeah. <laughs> Along the way, we're going to catch them all on the Pocamino. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> Is there a side duck out there, though? That's what I want to know. Well, it might have been if I hadn't had some Eurofin last night. True. <laughs> All right, well, it's like quite cool outside, but the sun is shining, so see how we go. Should be quite an easy day, hopefully. Hopefully. I've got my ankle taped up today yeah. after being a bit sprained overnight. True, yeah, let's test that out and um, see how it is. So hopefully that works. Feels a bit better already. Good. It's just going to last for 20 kilometers and then like <laughs> another 500 or something. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> Hi everyone and welcome to Is This The Way, a podcast where we walk the Camino de Santiago. I'm Francesca. And I'm Gavin. And it's day 10. Yeah, day 10, walking from Santo Domingo to Belorado, and in our case stopping just before Belorado. But out of choice, we chose a, a hotel just out of the town that actually was really nice and well worth stopping at. Yeah, it was like a albergue slash basic hotel, basically, or simple hotel, I guess, just outside of town. But it had really nice looking private rooms, which were really affordable. Nice green grass and shady trees and things. And it's like, oh my God, they've got a pool. Yep, they had a pool. <laughs> it was very cold. It was cold, but it was amazing. <laughs> so particularly for like aches and the heat and everything, it was amazing to go for a, a very cold swim. Yeah, and then interestingly, like there weren't that many pilgrims there, but there seemed to be a lot of people coming and stopping on their holidays and road trips. But yeah, we ended up sitting in the shade outside and having ice cream and having lunch and dinner and just chilling out and it was really pleasant. Yeah, no, we basically stayed in the, in the hotel, sort of outside the front of the hotel with, under these shady tables all day. Yeah, and spoiler alert, one of the reasons we stayed outside the hotel the whole day is because I couldn't walk anymore. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately we're getting to a pretty serious injury at this point in time. <laughs> mm. By the time we stopped here, my ankle was quite sore. And after we like actually stopped and freshened up a little bit and sat down, I struggled even to walk from the room out to the outdoor tables. Yeah, it's not good. I think we'll touch on that in a little bit, just about some of the things you can do to try and mitigate Strapping tape and painkillers. But I mean, this is where we had the, we first talked about, well, I could just take a taxi to the next stage or something and you could walk it, which is probably a sensible approach for people because then you can have a day to rest your leg, but I'm extremely stubborn. And also doing this Camino, like after leaving our lives behind and packing everything up and being here, I really didn't want to miss a single stage of it, yeah. even if it meant walking through some pain. Yeah, no, so I think if you have a high pain threshold and a high level of idiocy, <laughs> then you can pursue Gavin's approach <laughs> but like determined idiocy sorry deter yes that's true <laughs> determined idiocy but uh, perhaps to to rewind a little bit the guidebook says relish agricultural vistas of lush wheat fields visit the birthplace of santo domingo and cross into castilla y leon yeah so it also says today's 22.9 kilometers and we were just a little bit short of that because we stopped short of town it rates at a one out of three difficulty we'd probably give it like a three out of ten in that it's one of the easier days probably easier than the average uh, it says five to six hours in the guidebook. It took us just under four hours. But yeah, I think we talk about it a bit later, but it's not the most scenic day. You follow the road for quite a lot of it. So there's no sort of very iconic things to see along the way. Like we've had most days, there's usually something really interesting. Well, there was the crazy field of sunflowers, which was yeah. pretty cool. It was like yeah, sunflowers was as far as you could see with just blue sky above them. True. That is pretty iconic. 
and also passing into a new autonomous region. So Castilla y Leon is the largest autonomous region in Spain. Almost exactly half of the Camino Frances is located within it. And it's just big, basically. Is this where we hit the Meseta region later on? Is that with also within here where it becomes like quite dry? And... Yeah, so we've got that coming up, I think, in the next few days. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that we move into Because I, I remember a lot of that where big, just vast, kind of like wheat fields and like yeah. very, very dry, like less, less shade, less trees and things. Yeah, exactly. So I think we're still on the, essentially the outskirts of La Rioja. So yeah. we still have the red earth and some vineyards and a little bit of trees. But I think you're right, it kind of dies off quite quickly. And I'm guessing you get a little bit more water around these regions as well mm. than what you do on the Mercedes, which is probably why it's a bit more green and has yeah, some bigger true. trees and things. This nice coffee stop in the morning at Granon, basically like a converted bus, which has coffee cups inside it yeah nice coffee nice snacks some nice seats and things out underneath the trees yeah it was probably maybe the fanciest coffee because pretty much everything that we have and obviously we talk about coffee a lot because we're constantly needing that like caffeine and top up because i'm slightly obsessed <laughs> and you are even before <laughs> very much obsessed with coffee we were getting little cortados along the way because it's a small amount of milk and it's really hard to screw them up yeah this is probably the first place where i would feel more confident getting like a flat white or some sort of more complicated coffee because it was just a really hipster type cafe. Yeah, versus just like the little family cafes and yeah. things where like everyone can make a cortado and the coffee doesn't have to be amazing or perfect or perfectly steamed milk or any of these kind of things. Yeah. And it's still perfectly drinkable. Oh yeah, I know. And those stops are great. It's just more, this was the first one that had the nice branding and the nice aesthetic and design. It's like they put a lot of thought into making this, uh, this coffee shop. So yeah, great stop. Okay, so one other question to cover off today came from one of our listeners. What's the bathroom situation on the Camino? Mm -hmm. Very important. It's a simple question with possibly a very complicated answer. <laughs> At the most basic level, what you want to do is use your bathroom at accommodation that has nice bathrooms as much as possible. Yeah, and then obviously bring tissues with you along the way. I mean, generally, because of the way the Camino is designed, you're always stopping at little towns that either have facilities or cafes that have bathrooms or restaurants that have bathrooms. So particularly someone like me, who is not used to using nature as a bathroom, I think I was able to get through maybe three quarters of the Camino before I had to use the woods. <laughs> yeah, well, there were a couple of days there where there were big, long stretches of just nothing and so, nature had to take one for the team. Yeah, I think we come to that later because it was like a, a really big deal <laughs> that I did this. But anyway, that's a whole other story. But yeah, you're right. I think generally it's not too bad. And I'm sure most people aren't as precious as I am in terms of be able to find a bush somewhere. Most days there's coffee shops and things, as you say, and most shops have facilities. But I definitely recommend taking hand sanitizer. Yeah. Because quite often you'll find soap will be empty or something like that. And definitely want to have a few packets of tissues. Yeah. Where it's a little bit more rustic, perhaps. It's quite useful to have those on hand. I mean, to be honest, like hand sanitizer, maybe in the past would have been something you'd need to think about. I guess most people bring that now when they travel. Yeah. But you definitely want it um, yeah, for those types of visits. So. Yeah, anyway, luckily, it's okay. <laughs> it's manageable, it's fine. <laughs> no, you don't need to worry about it too much. Like I said, there's only those couple of really long days. There were some stops on those days, but I think slightly with the timing and things as well. We got into like small towns quite early and there was nothing open. So we ended up a couple of days doing like 20 kilometers or so without any facilities or stops along the way. But we'll complain about those later. At least one thing we know no longer Well, you might complain about it. I kind of <laughs> laugh about it, I think. Yes, no, for sure, <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously joking. But uh, one thing that we didn't need to worry about 
today and over the next few days as well was the weather. So finally, we'll stop talking about the heat wave because it has formally broken. And yeah. I don't think it comes back properly. Um, I don't think so. I think later on there were like bushfire warnings or something oh, yeah. that came Maybe through. Maybe it does come back. <laughs> but then that, that didn't really affect us. I think that was down in the south of Spain and around like Malaga and those kind of areas. Okay. But yeah, there were all these like warnings and things on, on the weather app. And I think we had a couple of alert warnings on the emergency SMS thing coming through saying that there's bushfires, be careful. But if it came near the Camino routes, it wasn't on the days that we were walking through. Yeah. Because people were talking about it but I don't think the heat ever came about quite the same in those first few days. Yeah, it's good timing because coming back to the beginning, Gavin has an injury, so having to not also walk in heat wave, I think makes a big difference. So We do have our first uh, our first rest day coming up soon as well. Yes. In a few nice. days. Two more days. Is it day 12 or day 13? I think we did 12 days before okay. we rested, yeah. Yeah. So, should we see how we got on? Yep, let's see how it goes. Day 10 afternoon in Belorado, sitting in the shade at a very nice accommodation tonight. Kind of albergue plus hotel, simple hotel. Yeah, it's really nice because we stopped outside of the town on the way in. And actually these stops we tend to like quite a lot because they're not in like the busy town. So this one's literally just surrounded by fields and backs onto like a little mountain, like, mountain with pine forests and things. So it just smells really clean generally a lot quieter than the places we've been the last few nights yeah it's like very very chilled the hotel a santiago in Colorado. it's a santiago well it's capitalized so it's a yeah but i think in spanish it's a santiago towards santiago yeah but capitalization still applies yeah but a capital a in spanish is a no yeah it is i don't believe you <laughs> i don't know much about languages but i know that it is the hotel of a santiago then exactly which is just on the outskirts of Belorado, so we haven't actually been into Belorado town proper yet. Normally we would have walked down into the town after dropping our things and getting changed, but uh, my ankle is quite sore today. Mm. So we decided to pass up any extra walking and we'll go and um, see Belorado town in the morning. Yeah, so you've got Also, it. it's just really pleasant here. Loads of nice trees and some nice green lawn and lots of shade for a change. Yeah. Because everything's been like really dry and really brown I guess yeah exactly or stone in the in the towns which is lovely but it's just nice to have some greenery around yeah and lots of flowers quite a few pilgrims like stopped for lunch but they all walked on into town whereas we now seem to be with some like holiday some people who are actually on holiday rather than pilgrims yeah but it's a simple hotel like the room is clean faces back onto a mountain at the back of the building so hopefully it's quiet tonight yeah but yeah I mean today was probably the one day where like if for some reason you didn't do it, you really didn't miss out on anything. <laughs> it was mostly following the main road, which is a real shame because the scenery is still very pleasant, but you just... On the other have... side of you, you've got a main road with a lot of heavy traffic as well. So yeah. lots of big trucks barreling past. And then lots of construction where there looks like they're widening the road as well. Single carriageway, and it looks like they're going to split it into a bigger dual carriageway highway through there. Yeah, and if it's not that, it's been the smelliest route we've walked so far as well. Like a constant smell of either manure or like bathrooms or something hanging in the air. Distinctly agricultural. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's uh, it's been one of those sort of days where, meh. 
but funny little things that we saw. So the first coffee shop was really nice. And there was a lady out walking her goat rather than her dog. Well, and, her goat and her dog, right? Yeah, but the goat was literally like a dog. Walking along so, like the dog, yeah. Yeah, it was sniffing things, would come when she called, hanging out with her. It was so cute. So I've never seen that before. <laughs> No, and the little like coffee cart that up under the trees was really nice as well. So it started off really well with that stop, to be fair. And there were a few towns along the way, but most of them didn't really have much in the way of services. We were also having like a face-off with a combine harvester or something, where it was literally coming down the path towards us, taking up well... Well, taking up the entire path the... and then probably a metre or so on either side yeah. as well, because so... it's so wide. <laughs> So it was kind of one of those things where it was like, I really hope they're looking at us and getting ready to dive out of the way or whatever. But we had to really veer off into, into the, the field, field. Yeah. <laughs> to get out of its way. So um, I don't know, it was, like, it was quite a weird feeling seeing that huge thing coming towards us at pace. I think they're probably quite used to people walking down there. Though. Yeah, I'm so sure. They seem pretty aware. Was, yeah. The guy gave us a wave to say thanks for moving out of the way. Yeah, what if he doesn't see us? Death by combine harvester. But yeah, it was not too long. Weather's much nicer today. It was still only about 25 when we arrived here. Yeah, I don't know if you'll be able to hear, but there's such a nice breeze coming over. We stayed for our free breakfast at Parador and felt so unwell after it. So we got off to a bit of a rocky start, mm. plus your ankle, plus all the smells and stuff. So luckily it's been 100% saved by this excellent stop in the afternoon. We were helping, hoping for proper, a bit of proper breakfast and some eggs or something, but it was, uh, very much a continental breakfast with no one there. <laughs> it was very average, unfortunately. But I think we've learned that we don't, you basically don't eat breakfast before you go, you walk and then you stop along the way. Cause it's like a lead ball in your stomach when you're setting off instead of full of yeah, energy. Yeah, rather than full of energy, <laughs> yeah. So the days when we've had just a banana or something in the morning yeah. have been much better. There's usually a town around five to seven kilometers and then you've got yourself going a little bit. It's nice to stop for a coffee and a bite of something light. Definitely skip breakfast at any future stops for sure. Yeah, then my ankle was a pain in the ass today. It seemed to have just sprained it a little bit or over, over stressed it, I don't know. The KT tape has done a pretty good job, certainly made it a lot better, but I was still um, limping my way out of town this morning. Luckily, that little bit of extra support helps a lot. But I definitely recommend bringing some decent strength painkillers with you as well, in case you do need them, in case you just need to keep on going through a day. Thankfully, we had some ibuprofen and some stronger painkillers with us, so I was able to take something at our first stop this morning, which took the edge off things just a little bit, and everything kind of loosened up a little bit after walking for a while. So it actually feels better this evening than it did this morning. Yeah, well, hopefully... Hopefully, um, yeah, good night's sleep as well will help it just get a little bit better again. Yeah, I hope so too, and we'll kind of monitor it. Well, we only really had two major thoughts today, and the first was I think we probably should have taken a rest day already, and we're okay, but the fact that we're now getting like a bit of wear and tear, I think means that you probably need to take care of yourself a little bit along the way. Yeah. So I think 12 days is too long. Today was the first day where I was a bit like, oh, it's starting to be a little bit of a grind, but I don't want it to ever feel that way because we're literally like, paying to be here i think that was um, just like walking <laughs> along the highways and stuff as well i know um, but it just also... wasn't like the rolling fields where you're kind of just buried in your own thoughts it's where you're continually disrupted like oh cars traffic <laughs> you know you counted up how far we've walked right we've walked a really long way yeah 241 kilometers so far yeah so 241 kilometers in in 10 days without a single break is, is a long way to go so i think if i was doing it again i'd try and take a rest day at Legrono, which was what three days ago yeah so Legrono kind of was getting, probably a good spot so, so you're getting a rest day a week because i think you probably actually need that just for your own body recovery yeah it's a nice town as well Legrono. 
nice range of restaurants and nice old buildings yeah. and things. And at about the right length of time in yeah. terms of you've, you've already been walking for a week. You know, we're still seeing the monk every day. Um, there are others that we, we're seeing walking every day. But actually, the monk is the only person from the, first day, from the very first day who we've seen. And I mean, you know, <laughs> he's probably a bit more masochistic. Than, I mean, we're pretty masochistic. He's probably a bit more than we are. He's obviously up really early. And to me, that's the ultimate form of masochism. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, alarms are like torture. The alarms are getting harder to... Like, the alarms are getting know. harder. It's annoying, so, actually, because I thought when we started, because we only had a very brief stint in London, and with the summer weather, it's light really early, and with the jet lag, that's not so bad because we're getting up at quarter to six, six o'clock every morning, just naturally waking up with the jet lag. But the sun's already up, yeah, so you don't yeah. feel like you're waking up super early like you normally get when we come in winter. So I thought, that's cool. We're just getting up at six and like starting to walk every day, and it'll just feel like the right time to stay on as long as we keep our jet lag and stay on this time zone didn't last though <laughs> no we've now totally lost it so i think having you know the extra rest days and you actually get a bit more rest on those days as well oh, yes, because, two more days yeah no no for sure and i'm fine funnily enough the person who's always broken and injuring themselves at home i'm never usually ill on holiday ever so i seem to be doing okay but i still think that it makes sense to have a break a bit sooner like i wouldn't recommend to anyone walk 12 days before taking a break i would say take a break sooner than this i don't think my ankles just because of the number of days we walk i think I've, it's either either walking uh, in a slightly odd way because of the one blister that was painful and that trying to like take weight off your toes because mm -hmm. it's like underneath your toes so you're kind of like holding your toes up while you walk and if i just lift my toes up then that's where i can feel it pulling on my ankles it's either from walking like that or it's overextending a little bit on one of the downhills i think which is just stretched things a little bit further than normal. But by not so taking I think it's just those... a little bit unlucky rather than <clears throat> not having a rest day. No, no, for sure. But I guess you'll minimize those sorts of things by taking the breaks to then just let your body recover. Yeah. So, but... so rather than walking for an extra yeah. three days on a sore ankle, you take a, a break, kind of let it heal up a bit faster. Yeah, this is kind of the problem with having pre-booked our accommodation and stuff yeah. as well, is we don't really have the option <clears throat> to just not walk one day and then shift everything back a day later. So we have to walk. Which is fine, Normix. It's good to know that you know, we have our accommodation secured. We don't have to fight for beds in the albergues. We have a private room everywhere. I like that assurance, knowing that we have our rooms booked. It does lock you in a little bit. So I guess maybe if you're going to do that, then that's a good reason for also having more, more rest days because you can't easily just take an extra day out to rest an injury or something without having to go and try to shuffle a whole bunch of reservations. And a lot of them are non-changeable, non-refundable things. You know, we've made this decision and it's not the typical thing that people do on the Camino but I think for us just given we had like those specific things that we wanted yeah so but we made, wanted, made sense for us we wanted at least at a minimum like a private room yeah, with yeah, its exactly. own bathroom at the end of each day yeah. so and to be fair there's it's, not that many of those in the albergues there's usually maybe one or two rooms yeah. like that and the rest is dorms yeah so. and we didn't want to, as you say to be competing for those spaces and as a result we've had some really quirky and basically the best rooms in the house because we're the ones that pre-booked mm. you know there are a lot of upsides but yeah there's definitely there are downsides as well versus just going for it yeah lack of flexibility um, but that's okay though yeah like we we're talking about earlier i think if you're a pilgrim back in the day walking this route with your group you know and you had to walk in the group for safety against bandits and things and you had shared food and cooking and all those kind of things being carried by everybody in the group 
you also didn't really have the option of just stopping for a day without having to make everybody stop as well. So I think if you were doing the pilgrimage back then, then maybe you just have to walk a little bit slower and come in later than everybody else, but you, you've got to stay with your group. Maybe that's part of it as well, a little bit of mental and physical toughness just to get through when it's a, when it's a little bit difficult. Not everything's easy. No, exactly. And, you know, these are the, the sorts of challenges that will be become memories and good memories in mm. the future of the Camino of like overcoming these challenges. So, well, it's so not, from my perspective, I'm yeah, fine it, with it. It's not meant to be easy. I mean, it's, no, meant, exactly. it's meant to be a difficult walk. It is yeah. when you're doing it end to end like we are 901 kilometers through the Spanish summer over yeah. all kinds of terrain. It's not meant to be a walk in the park. And so far it has been largely pretty chill and pretty easy. Baking hot. We've had a like the first day was insane elevation climb. But generally it's been pretty cruisy just walking without really having to think about it. I mean, the other, the other funny thing is the days are starting to like blur together a little bit. So we're now day 10 and I was trying to remember like where we've been for the last 10 days. And was, you know, I was really struggling to list out all the places and remember where we, what we've done and where we've been. But I guess that's also just real life, right? Like who really remembers vividly what you did 10 days ago, but at least now when I think back I think of some of the like funny things that happened or some of the stories or some of the things that I felt and those sorts of elements will remain and I guess that's what the overarching memories will be. Anyway so tomorrow's a long day and we're going even further than the guidebook recommends. So Only just. It's like a 32 something like that. Yeah so I think it was already 30 um, kilometers and then we're actually stopping just past the recommended end of stage at the next town which is another two and a half kilometers so yeah about 32 33 tomorrow and that's just because I think the town at the end of the stage was very small it only had two albergues but then the next town just a tiny bit further along has eight or ten I think so it just seems to be uh, a few more options a little bit bigger but I guess they didn't want to stretch the stage to be like a 32 or 33 day stage. Oh, sorry, 33 kilometer stage. Yeah, well, particularly when the following day is, is shorter. So I guess it's just trying to balance that all out a little bit. Yeah, by doing that, we have the one long day and then we have like a 18, 19 kilometer day, I think, into Burgos after that. We have a rest day. Yes, first rest day. <laughs> Which will be after just under two weeks of this. Yeah, and just under like 300 kilometers. <laughs> but then we have them slightly more frequently, I think. Yeah, I think it gets better from here. Because then we I think we've got like a week and then we've got a rest day in Lyon. And then we've got like another week and then we've got yeah, a rest day again and, and, yeah, yeah, and then a rest day in a couple of short days and then when we actually get to Santiago we've got three days yeah. in Santiago because last time we walked from Portugal up to Santiago we got to Santiago rushed around like went to mass saw the church saw the some of the historical things got our Compostela's crashed got up and left kind of thing mm -hmm. <laughs> so we didn't really give ourselves any time to look around Santiago which is a nice slightly bigger town and no it'd be good to do all that um, so figured, since we're doing the whole way this time we should at that point which is a traditional kind of end point for a lot of people you say that but it's because you actually misbooked the days <laughs> but yes no no but, but we, but we, we booked it as a rest day with two days yeah. And, and I misbooked the day by one because the, the browser remembered something that from the last booking or something. No, I know. And then I tried to contact, <laughs> yeah, but then you contact like booking. They say like, no, we can't change it. Contact the hotel and you contact the hotel. And they say, no, we can't change it. Contact booking. And then you sit there going like, well. Yeah, it was like a blessing in disguise basically because. But in means... hindsight, it was a good idea because yeah. you've got so few single rest days. I think having that slightly longer period off your feet to chill out. And we booked a nice hotel as well, so. What's the quote blessing in disguise when they miss say blessing in disguise? When who's missing? Like friends or Simpsons or something? Oh I don't I don't know. It's like when you have like miss when you mispronounce famous quotes. Oh well I'm looking forward to 
to sleep now. I think we'll go and uh, chill out. Yep, all right, let's wrap it up and um, go and have a nap. Yeah. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. We hope you've enjoyed Is This The Way? and have taken away some inspiration and ideas about how you might approach the Camino. If you'd like to get in touch or find some more information about each episode, head over to our website, isthistheway.net. Buon Camino!